One day, six-year-old Sophia hears a knock on her door. She opens the door slowly to find a polar bear looking rather sad. The bear says, Sophia, you must help me. I have nowhere to go as most of the ice in my Arctic home is melting away. Sophia calms the bear, invites him home and gives him a cup of hot chocolate to cheer him up. But before she can sit down to have her cup of hot chocolate, she hears another knock on her door. As it turns out, the polar bear is not the only one with a problem. A swarm of bees is waiting right outside her doorstep because they've lost their way, confused by all the weather changes going on. And there's a farmer whose land has been flooded. And he too is sad and he wants Sophia's help. And another knock. And this time it's a sea turtle whose home has been destroyed. Sophia wants to help everyone. But she's confused, overwhelmed and frustrated. What do you think a six-year-old who doesn't know what to do but desperately needs something done would do? You're right, she throws a tantrum. She yells and screams and hollers until her message has travelled all over the world. How did her tantrums travel around the world? How did she save the bear, the bees, the turtle, the farmers and many more from the ill effects of climate change? You might want to read the book, The Tantrum That Saved the World. But in the meanwhile, if you, like Sophia, are feeling upset about the changes we see on planet Earth, take heart. A bunch of leaders have been trying to solve some of these very problems. And in today's episode, we talk about what this group of people are trying to do to reduce fossil emissions, helping poorer countries who have been affected and doing a few more things that might help planet Earth. Hi, you're listening to What's New Today, a kids and family podcast about current events shaping our world. This is Sangeeta, your host from India. Every Monday and Friday, I'm joined by a child from anywhere in the world. And together we discuss one interesting news story. In today's episode, I'm joined by an 11-year-old who is equal parts a curious child and equal parts a child of action. Let me introduce you to my young co-host for the day. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm 11 years old and I live in Southern California. Welcome to this show, Zach. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your hobbies? Well, I started podcasting for fun, then decided I want to use podcasting to address a serious topic. Climate change is an important thing that I think needs to be addressed, and it affects everyone. In my free time, I like to do the yo-yo, play with the Rubik's Cube, and perform magic tricks. Wow! What kind of magic tricks do you enjoy? Well, I like card tricks in general. So who do you try to trick? Older people or children of your age? I usually do it on kids in my class at school. Speaking of podcasting and climate change, Zach, would you like to tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about and what kind of topics you find very interesting? My podcast is called We the Children and 
I talk about climate change and climate solutions that kids and families can do. We interview an expert in the field of global warming solutions, we say. And we have a wacky weather segment where Wacky Waldo, a character that I made up, talks about wacky weather from around the world, like different natural disasters that have happened recently, for example. Wacky Waldo sounds quite intriguing. Is he an animal? Uh, no, he's a human, but I do him in a weird, wacky voice. <laughs> 11-year-old doing a wacky human voice sounds very interesting. So coming to today's topic, Zach, a group of people from around the world are all meeting in a country called Egypt. And they're all trying to come up with some ideas on how to battle climate change. Would you know what this group of countries is called, Zach? Yeah, they're called the COP for Conference of the Parties. And is this the first time that they're all meeting? No, this is COP27. This is the 27th annual meeting. So each time they've met in the past, have they really done anything meaningfully about trying to reduce global warming? Have they found out anything that's useful for us? Well, if temperatures rise to 1.7 or 1.8 degrees Celsius above the 1850 levels, the IPCC, or the Intergovernmental Panel of Climate Change, estimates that half the world's population could be exposed to life-threatening heat and humidity. To prevent this, the COP signed the Paris Agreement in 2015, pledging to pursue efforts to limit global temperature rises to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Wow, half the world to face extreme climate events? That sounds a little bit scary. I almost feel like Sophia in the story we heard earlier. So tell us, Zach, how much hotter is the earth now compared to pre-industrial levels or levels we saw about 150-200 years ago? Well, right now we're at around 1.1 degrees Celsius warmer than it was in the 19th century. So we still have a little while to go before we breach the 1.5 degrees Celsius. It's, it's crazy. All of this stuff that's happening because of global warming and climate change and we've only heated up the planet 1.1 degrees Celsius. And there's so much happening with that tiny little difference. Another 0.4 degrees will be so much more than anyone could imagine. Do you think we've already started seeing some natural disasters even though we are just 1.1 degrees Celsius warmer than before? Florida's hurricane Ian was a terrible disaster and summer droughts and heat waves in Europe, for example. Also, a, one of the worst is the monsoon flooding in Pakistan, where nearly one-third of Pakistan is underwater. So if we looked at the kind of places that you had spoken about, uh, which has seen a lot of natural disasters, so richer countries like the United States have seen hurricanes like they've just seen one in Florida. And the poorer countries like Pakistan have also been flooded or affected. But who do you think emits more greenhouse gases? The rich countries. But the natural disasters one sees both in rich and poor countries. So the poor countries are today asking the rich countries that we just don't have the resources to deal with the impact of all the 
actions that you guys took earlier so we'd like you to give us some money and that's one of the demands that the poorer countries have placed in front of the rich countries in this cop 27 how fair do you think this ask is yeah the rich countries who are destroying their homes with producing greenhouse gases should give them money to restore their homes every time these cop countries meet they usually set themselves some targets that each one of us will try to reduce our fossil fuel emissions or we'll try and make these kind of changes in our country so that our contribution towards greenhouse gas emissions would be lesser going forward and then they'll go back home some countries succeed a little bit some countries succeed a lot more and some countries just don't bother doing anything at all but this is the first cop where these countries have come together and have said we are responsible also for each other's well-being and so if the poorer countries are facing the effects of our past actions it's about time that we also help them with resources by, with monetary compensation i don't know whether they will actually give them money or not but at least they've promised in this cop 27 that they will So Zach I'd love to hear from you about some of the ideas that you've been speaking about in your podcast that you know people like you and I can do to reduce the impact on climate change can you share some of your thoughts Well in each episode we have a action step of the week we call it where we address something that families can do to help one example is checking what can and can't go in your recycling bin so you can be more accurate at what to recycle so what kind of mistakes do people commonly make when they put things into the recycling bin well i've learned that pizza boxes have pizza grease on them they're not recyclable they have to go in the trash uh coffee cups they have a wax or plastic film over them and those aren't recyclable either because they're just too much stuff crammed into one package basically there's not plastic or paper so they have to go in the trash really even i was under the impression that pizza boxes were always recyclable and i have always dumped them in the recycling can so any cardboard box with food grease is not recyclable wow yeah if it's dirty or wet then they don't get recycled Have you seen people make the reverse mistake wherein they don't realize that something is recyclable but they don't put it in the recycling can? Well, probably there are some things that people don't think can be recycled but are like sometimes people will be like, "Oh, this paper has ink on it. I can't recycle it." No matter how much ink is on paper, even if it's completely covered, you can still recycle it. on that very interesting note about pizza boxes and paper with ink we now move to another interesting part of this episode quiz time question 1 where is the cop 27 meeting being held this year egypt Question 2 how much hotter is the world today compared to pre-industrial levels 
It's 1.1 degrees Celsius hotter. Last and the final question. Which country saw huge flooding this year on account of which nearly a third of the country was underwater? Pakistan. Thank you so much, Zach. But before we wrap up, can you tell me when do you listen to podcasts usually? Um, sometimes I listen to them in the car, like on road trips. And is there any one episode on this podcast channel that you really enjoyed listening to and would like to recommend to our listeners? I think my favorite episode was the robotic sea animals episode. I like learning about Lolita, the orca whale, but was sad to hear she was captured 50 years ago. So are you rooting for Lolita the orca whale to be released from the Miami Aquarium out into the ocean? Definitely. What do you think, Zach? She's been in an aquarium for 52 years. Do you think she'll be able to adapt, survive out in the ocean after so many years? It might be harder for her, but I think maybe if the aquarium helps her, then she might be able to adapt quickly. Thank you so much, Zach. I had a lot of fun recording this podcast with you. And I really enjoyed chatting about pizza boxes and what to put into a recycling bin and what not. And I wish you a lot of fun recording the We The Children podcast. I hope you had fun today chatting here. Yeah, I'm glad to be on. If you would like to listen to episode 75 about animatronic dolphins in our aquariums, you can find a link to it in the show notes below. That brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed listening to this banter between Zach and I, I'm sure you'll find this podcast channel a great place for you and your family to catch up with interesting news stories every Monday and Friday. And do remember to follow, subscribe, rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening.